I'm Avremi. And I'm Endel. And, and welcome, welcome to Oh Bubby. Welcome back to Oh Bubby. Welcome, welcome. It's excited to be back on. This is our fifth episode of this podcast. Unfortunately, a week or two has been missed here and there. Don't worry, fans. It's all about you. So keep listening, keeping entertained, and we will bring delicious, juicy, juicy content to this podcast. And it's all about quality over quantity. Yes, unfortunately, we had to have a little bit of a gap, but this is going to be a super high quality and exciting, action-packed episode. So let's jump right in. Now, believe it or not, the past couple episodes, we were actually not in the same city. We did it over Zoom. We downloaded the, the audio afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but now exciting. we are together actually back in New York and we are able to do this in person, which is very nice, which we missed for the past couple of weeks. So it's very nice, you know, to see my brother. Oh my goodness. All right. Actually, we're in New York for a special reason. Well, we'll get to that soon later on. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But we are actually recording this podcast in upstate New York. In the bungalow colony. For those who don't know, that's kind of like a vacation spot for a lot of Jewish families that they have this one big, you have a campgrounds and you have on the campgrounds five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, depending on the size of this ca- of each particular campgrounds, you have a bunch of little houses, kind of like vacation so houses. even 20, 30, hundreds of houses. Exactly. It's really, it depends on the colony. And you have a colony. pool, you have a basketball court, you have a shul, and it's kind of like just moving from the city, coming up to the country where you get some fresh air, play a little in the yard, and barbecue it up. It's in the Catskill Mountains. Yeah, most people that come up here live in the city. So throughout the year, it's, you know, city life, and they get to have some country life, a so, little bit of country. Well, for Mendel and I, it's actually kind of normal, because in Wisconsin, we live in a pretty country Not setting exactly but it's still a nice come spend some time with the family and enjoy yourself a yeah so if everyone was saying about different bungalows i am noticing more and more there are actually a different categories of bungalow colonies oh it gets it gets deep yeah so you have like the basic the olden day style bungalow colony which is like you want to call it a shack but they're actually you have to understand deeper than that are they creaking a little the, the outside looks shack like the inside yeah. feels shack like but there's much but more there's a history to there's a history yeah. and we'll talk more about those in a second then you have the up that which is like nice bungalows that have, that have uh, central AC they have nice you know flooring etc etc then you have like the state of the art the state of the art exactly oh, yeah. brand new all you can think of they're almost like they're full on houses at this point with a basement and a roof and a porch and a balcony a garage maybe even yeah they, those are literally like houses just upstate so I would break it down to those three categories of bungalows now yeah. if you ask me each one has an advantage and a disadvantage of course but right. one nice thing about these small bungalows is the hominess, the Hamishkeit, you know? Yeah. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's kind of like one big bungalow over exactly. there. Exactly. So like they have 20, let's say 20 bungalows, 20 families. Everyone but, knows each but other. But it feels like it's one big family. You got then it. Then you have these houses, which sometimes you might have 100 families in there. A little but, more separated. But it can feel like, you know, it's separate. So at the end of the day. Each to his own. I don't mind the good AC. But it's also <laughs> nice to have, you know, a little bit of a... Uh, Hamishkeit, as we yeah, say in the, in the Yiddish language. I couldn't agree more. Actually, it was quite the trip getting up here to the bungalow colony. It was a trip. So we drove in from Crown Heights. Uh, we're Brooklyn, driving up New York. from Brooklyn, New York, and it's normally about, I'd say, an hour and a half, two-hour drive. It's about, a, it's a solid two-hour drive. Solid two-hour drive, but you know, New York and Manhattan traffic can get crazy. Mental. And especially, by the way, when you go to the country, there are weeks that you can have traffic a five-hour drive. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know what were we like. It took us four hours, probably. Yeah, but that was for you know, this is, but this like, it was funny. Because like we left the same time as another car, but they got an hour before us. You know, it's funny thing is that we actually left and we were following our GPS, 
and uh, the other car that was going, and we had to spend the two cars were going, and they, they also followed the GPS, but they decided to use a different route and not go through Manhattan or whatever it was. They went, on, they they went on the, I believe it's called the Palisades. Whatever yes. it is, they ended up taking a different route, and they got here in around two hours when it took us close to four. Yeah, and this actually brought up a big debate in the car ride of GPS services, of Waze over Google. And I am personally of the opinion of Waze. I, I'll explain it to you why. I'll start off and explain to you why I like Waze more. Yeah. I like Waze because I enjoy actually more than anything else the way it lay on your phone, GPS, when you drive. I agree. Google Maps, I don't appreciate the way the map is so zoomed out. I sometimes miss turns. I agree. I just yeah. noticed that when I was driving here. With Waze, I always know Waze where to turn. Waze is the way to go. There's so, so much more zoomed. It's much more clear of where you're turning right and left, what street names are going on. With Google Maps, I don't feel that way. And I have very strong opposition to this because someone very close to me likes Google Maps. I'm not going to say names at this moment. It's not important. A point being is they are wrong. No, I mean, I still love them dearly, but they're not so right in this matter. Google Maps is good to when you want to look how far something is. Right. When you want to go traveling, you search on Google Maps for my house to the location all the time. But when you're driving in a car, right, it's always better with Waze unless Waze is not working. All right, I want to add to that, though. I agree with you on the fact that Waze is zoomed in, and I noticed this when I was using Google Maps earlier, that it's legitimately much harder to know where you're going because it's so zoomed out. And I was, like, zooming in on my phone to see. However, Google Maps could be more precise in the GPS location sometimes. Um, I've noticed there are some times that Waze will make a mistake. And I, I feel vice versa. Honestly, really? when, yes. When I have you know to what? go to this, I've seen both. You're right. Really? And also like this. I've gone yeah. to places where Google says we're there, but you're wrong. You put in the Waze, and you're, like, a minute away. Right. I've had times, vice versa. So, does Google take you around traffic? I know Waze will really let you I know. I believe Google does, but oh. I think Google goes less. Waze, a lot of times, is, uh, to save you a minute, will do a very convoluted route, while right. Google doesn't do that as much. Another interesting thing about Waze is, though, with that whole like family of Waze where you have the. You can notice it says, like, it's a police car, exactly. someone stopped. Also, very good, so especially when you want to cruise advantage. on the highway. You know what? I think I'm on Team Waze over here. Yes. But the funny thing is, and wait for this, guys. That Google owns Waze. So whichever way you go, Google, Google wins. wins. The funny thing is, Google bought Waze. For those who don't know, Waze was created by three Israeli minds. I forgot. Yo, the name Israeli, the my friend. Listen, yo, yo, yo. A lot of the technology, uh, Intel, a lot of different things. Israel is the up and coming country that is making it. I'm saying, in regards to technology. Great book, read Startup Nation. But they did not give us a sponsorship yet. So no no advertising. So Israel in general has really smart minds. The Jewish mind, if you notice, wins the Nobel Prize and different things we're not going to get into now. But three Israeli minds created Waze together and then sold it to Google for 96, nine, sorry, $966 million in, I believe, 2013 or Yes, June of 2013 for $966 million. They sold a lot it. of it's a lot of, it's a lot of falafel right there for you. <laughs> Although it's worth a lot more, I'm sure, today. So it's funny. Yes, it was an Israeli company, but Google owns it. So whichever way you go, you use Google Maps, you use Waze, Google's happy, and that's what matters. This is very, very important for you to knowing. This is Google, the mind of the Israeli peoples. This is geniusity. And by the way, Israeli make very, very good schnitzel. Okay, Mandel, please. Let me talk about the schnitzel for a second. Okay. No. <laughs> schnitzel. Guys, okay, go ahead. schnitzel. First of all, just to give you a shot, to understand something, schnitzel is one of the fundamental foods in the juicy lifestyle. Yeah, when we say this is juicy, I'm thinking of schnitzel. We're thinking of a piece of schnitzel, but not any schnitzel. Oh, here it comes. Yes. Here comes the big debate. Oh, and one more important thing. Yeah. When someone says schnitzel, schnitzel it does not refer to chicken breast. It does not refer to chicken breast. It refers to fried 
with breadcrumbs, chicken cutlets. Not, no. The point is, people say schnitzel and it refers to any type of way they cook the, the chicken breast. It's a That's not true. It's only shit. if it is fried with the breadcrumbs or the cornflake crumbs or the pretzel bits. However oh, you man. want to fry it, then it's schnitzel. Not baked in the oven or wood on the grill. That's grilled chicken. I see what you're saying. Or baked chicken, but not schnitzel. All right, so when it gets to schnitzel, though, there are two very strong opinions, and you know we're gonna keep it. This is a very friendly. This is a very opinionated it's, podcast. Yeah, this is though it's a serious matter, and that is dark versus light schnitzel. Let me explain. Okay. You got the dark meat, you got the light meat, or some people call it white dark, some people call it you know tops bottoms. Tops bottoms. You got the thighs and you got the breasts. When it comes to breaded schnitzel, in my opinion, and I believe Mendel holds the same with 1, me. One thousand percent breaded schnitzel that is fried. Oh, I'm. I want to say specifically. It's important to recognize. I'm talking about yes. breaded schnitzel fried. We're not talking about when we'll it's coated or in grilled nice... or other stuff. We'll get there. Exactly. Breaded schnitzel fried must be white meat. Not even a question. Not a. Question. Not even like a have it with your sweet and sour sauce. Have it with your barbecue sauce. But it gotta be white meat. Let me explain not, you why. Yes. There's not, many reasons. I agree. The main reason is that dark meat, as juicy as it may be and delicious, I have nothing against dark meat. It does have this cartilage and stringy stuff in it. Yeah. And when you're trying to have a schnitzel sandwich or mm -hmm. cutting the schnitzel up and you got too many stuff hanging. Oh man, it's just, you got to see it to believe it. But you got to have white meat schnitzel now when it's fried. Dark meat schnitzel or chicken is very good when it's on the grill oh, with a nice duck sauce. Pargiot. Pargi oh, in Israeli language, this is a pargiot in Hebrew. It's pargiot. Then... It's great on the grill. Great when it's baked. You give it a good. You, you, you marinate it in some duck sauce and different exactly. spices. Exactly. Fried schnitzel, Remy. But when it comes to fried and not breaded, not even a shaila, not even a question. It must be. It's not a debate. It's just a fact. And that's, by the way, is the juiciest food out there. Is when the schnitzel is perfectly fried, although crusty outside, white juice inside. Oh man, you know there what might be one other food which gets close to schnitzel, but I don't want to even touch the subject. I'm going to mention the name of the food, and that's called chicken wings. Which okay, Avrami, that's not for today. Okay. Okay. You know what? This whole is another part. Oh, yeah, that's too much. Well, too it's much. It's a, a whole other thing. And by the way, schnitzel. I just want to bring out that there are so many ways to make the schnitzel coating. The other week I was making schnitzel and I ran out of breadcrumbs, which, by the way, I cannot say my secret recipe and secret ingredients over this. If it's you want, little, you can yeah. reach out to us personally. We can't let you know. But I ran out of breadcrumbs, so I, we did a genius move. Is I do? took bread pretzels, oh. smushed it up. You, you grinded them, you crushed With my them. hand, and I got a plastic bag, crushed out the pretzels, crushed and them. used that. It's a very good second choice. It was actually need. delicious. And I really came was over. Was that the schnitzel that I had? Yes. Wow, it was so delicious. We mixed it together with a little bit, and this way you could actually get out of your schnitzel conundrum that uh, appeared to us that day. But since we don't want to offend anybody, I'm just going to say for all those schnitzel out there, I'll tell you the following. You don't have to agree with me as long as you know that I'm right. Exactly. I'm quoting my father on that one. We got to give the credit to where credit Hashtag is Hashtag the mice. Hashtag, Hashtag the, the mice. Okay, we'll get to that another time. But anyways. But yes, Avrami, I cannot agree with you more about the schnitzel topic, which is the one of the juicier topics we can discuss, but it must be done with white meat. All right, another thing I wanted to talk about, it's a little off topic and also connected to the schnitzel, although we could find some sort of um, Kabbalistic connection maybe another time, is swimming. Yo, and in the bungalow colony... Obviously, in the summertime, people go swimming a lot. And an interesting fact about swimming, you don't have to believe it or take it to heart or not. You can look it up and do the research yourself. Has happens to be we have a, a not a good friend, but we're followers of such a man that knows this stuff. Right. Oh, yes. Actually, I want to make a shout-out to him. Yeah. Make a shout-out. Yeah, see what I'm talking about. To Mark Rober. Ha Mark Rober. Mark Rober. Go if, follow If you're listening go to follow this, us, you please can. follow us. But no, before, please follow him. Mark yeah. Rober. I love his videos. What he does is... He actually used to work for NASA, and he helped make some of the, the rover which landed on He's Mars. He's geniosity. He's extremely knowledgeable, especially when it comes to physics, and I think it's some sort of developing and different different stuff that he does. 
But one of the things he does is, I mean, one of the main things he does is YouTube videos. He has a YouTube channel to follow him, and he posts different videos about different random stuff and explaining the physics, the logic, and the things behind it. By the way, you should watch his latest one about squirrels and oh, quarantine. Oh, that was a cool one. It was actually cute. And it was, I've never liked the squirrel so much in my life. Right, that, you know. Anyways, Anyways you should watch that. But the point being is, about. he has a video, and I've seen this in other places as well, on the concept of the smell of the pool. You see, everyone has that, has that iconic smool, pool smell. Yeah, when I walk into a pool, you, oh, smell, you it. smell it. You smell it. And I'm going to tell you something. No, it's chlorine, no? It, yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. I'm going to I'm gonna break the news to you right now. So if you don't want to hear what I'm about to say, I recommend you uh, plug your ears. That smell you're smelling ain't chlorine, what? my friend. What? Ain't chlorine because chlorine does not have a smell. Like gas, man. Gas is no smell either, believe it or not. They add like the smell no, to right, it. No, you're right, gas for the, the propane. Yeah, that's yeah. for safety. But the smell that you are smelling, unfortunately, is a chemical reaction between the chlorine and urine, which is... Uh, mm. Put it into the pool. Mm. So take a moment to digest this. We'll give you a moment of silence here. I mean, from schnitzel to this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry we yeah, have to go so low, but yeah. I had to let everyone know this. It's so a good thing can, we eat first. You could like the, you could enjoy the smell, but just know, and you don't have to believe me on this because I don't have the scientific proof right now behind it. But if you want to watch this video, look it up online. You'll find this as well. For those who are lifeguards, you would learn this in the book when you did. The smell you're smelling is the chemical reaction. I forgot the name of it right now between the pee and the chlorine. And I'm sorry to break it with that, but that's something I have to let everybody know. Um, we have to let everyone know and set this straight. It was important. All right, I got something for you guys. Do you find yourself looking all over for that pot or pan? Or maybe you just have a hard time getting to that pair of hiking shoes that you got as a gift, which are now stuck somewhere in the back of the basement. If so, then Be Organized is just for you. Just reach out and have Bossy come on over and tidy up your living space in just a short amount of time. Your house will be so organized, you won't even recognize it. We all have that one room or spot that is just one giant mess and with great prices, outstanding service, and remarkable results, B as in B, organized is the way to sharpen up your home. Call or text 203-645-9264 and get your life organized today. That's 203-645-9264. Don't forget to follow on Instagram for truly remarkable before and after pics of many of our happy and organized customers at b.organizedwithbossy on Instagram. And feel more organized today. One more time, guys. That's at b, as in the letter b, .organizedwithbossy, B-A-S-S-I-E, on Instagram. Make sure to follow her. She do truly remarkable stuff. I see her work. She takes houses, which are total wreck, living spaces, apartments, offices, whatever it may be in the tri-state area and takes it from top to bottom and organizes it one, two, three, beautifully done. Wow. I really should get Bossy to come. I mean, my house is nice and clean, but Bossy will take it to a whole new level. You bet it. So now I want to take us to the Parsha Minute, where it's longer than a minute. It's a very special segment. <laughs> it's a new segment, actually, so introducing, like, Exactly. Thank stuff. you very much. We have spoken about the Parsha, but now we have a name for it. Again, it's Parsha Minute, but it's longer than a minute. So this week, actually, it's a double whammy. Once in a while not once in a while, it happens a couple times a year, where we have something called a double Parsha. What happens is as follows. There are a certain amount of Parshas. What's a Parsha? The five books of Moses are divided into 52 portions. These 52 portions are read once, one a week, throughout the year from the holiday of Sukkot to the holiday of Sukkot is when we finish it again. And these portions are located in the five books of Moses. Correct. Is... The five books of Moses are divided into 52 portions. Exactly. Now, throughout the year, there are some weeks... Because we read them every Shabbos, every Sabbath. There are some weeks where that Sabbath is a holiday. And when it's a holiday, what happens is we actually don't read the portion that's divided up. We read a special portion from the five books of Moses that's dedicated, that is talking about that holiday. So you end up having, every year, 
five or six weeks that suddenly have holidays. And some of you, when there's a Jewish leap year, you have four more weeks. So you have to, it divides up where some weeks you actually have to read two portions to catch up. And you see, we're trying to, we finish it every year by the holiday of Simchat Torah, the, when we commemorate the finishing and then the beginning of reading the Torah anew. And that's what we're trying to finish it every year once, thereby sometimes having to mix two partials, portions together. So this week we get a double one. It is Parshas Chukas together with Parshas Balak. Wow. So yes, those two portions have a lot to talk about. And we're not going to go into great detail into both of them. To learn more about them, feel free to reach out to us or go to any website that talks about the Jewish Parsha. Especially like Chabad.org. Chabad.org always talks about this. Chabad.org, if you're hearing this, we do take checks. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, they're going to give us. That's C-H-A-B-A-D dot org. And for the check, it's A-V-R. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, point being is we're not going to go into detail, but we're just going to share one short insight on the Parsha. And we want to do it in memory of our grandfather whose passing was this past week. Our grandfather, Zadie Zelman, who actually was a emissary of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, which means he went out to the city of Cleveland, Ohio, where he spread Judaism to all walks of life, no matter what your background is, and with love and an open home. And this was after all uh, many years in Russia. Communism. Communism. Escaping, escaping exactly. from the clutches of the Nazis. The stories we could talk about him could go again for hours and hours, but we want to dedicate this to our great-grandfather, um, Rabbi Zaidi Zalman Kazin. So an interesting thing about this week's Parsha, the first one, Chukas, which we'll focus on, comes from the Hebrew word Chok. comes from the source of the root Chok. Chok is referring to uh, one of the three kinds of mitzvot, three kinds of commandments, three kinds of good deeds that we do. I'm not going to get into the other two right now, we'll just stick with this one. And Chok refers to the kind of commandment, the kind of mitzvah, good deed that we do or don't do, which seemingly doesn't have a reason we understand. You have this in various mitzvot that not always can you understand or wrap our hand around it. An example would be in the times of the temple, there was something called the red heifer. It was a red cow where they would sprinkle the ashes of it. And it's a whole interesting process. But obviously in our limited and finite minds, it didn't make so much sense. And that's the kind of mitzvah we do. What's so important about this is that shows on the ultimate level of doing a mitzvah, doing a good deed is not always does something make sense in our rationale to do, although normally things we do do make sense in our rationale, but nevertheless we do them because God told us to. And obviously the lesson is more than that, that it connects also to mitzvot and things which do make sense. Not to steal and not to kill are obviously in our rationale. But in addition, why are they so special? Because God told us to do them as well. And anyways, a short little lesson from this week's Parsha, and we should just take this, try to apply to our day-to-day lives, sometimes doing something even though maybe we don't want to do it, but it's the right thing to do, so on and so forth. Awesome. Very nice lesson, Avrami. Thank you. I just finished off with one fun thing. I went out to eat the other night. Um, of course, outdoors, all safe and all that with what's going on. And they ended off our meal with something really cool. You ready for this, Avrami? I'm ready. Okay, so we finished our meal. And as we talk about chicken wings, this really deals good with chicken wings, but Definitely. also deals with any time you go out to eat. Is they came out with this platter, and it looked like little mints on this tray, little candies. And suddenly the waiter puts them into like a shape of a smiley face. I guess for fun. Exactly. And then brings out a pitcher of hot water. So he's going to pour hot water on candies? Yeah, so a little bit confused. He starts pouring the hot water, and these candies look alike, started growing tall. And you these wet towels. You know when you fly on the airplane international flights, they bring you these nice warm wet towels to wipe your face? So these basically grew into these awesome towels. So they're magic napkins. So everybody, I just want to wish you all a wonderful week. And I uh, want to wish you to have only good stuff in your life. Stay safe. Be healthy. Keep it juicy. We'll see you next time. And with that, we end Oh, oh Bobby. Bobby.